the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Don't be shy. Um, there's a lot of headline stories out there. Um, then you take a look at the market and you realize, whoa, isn't the quarter over? Yes, the quarter ends today. Uh, worthy of note. Correct. Yes, it's correct. Um, it started off as a bad quarter. First two months were pretty horrible. And I had to come on air on a regular basis and go, okay, you're buying at a lower level. That's not a bad thing. Um, people sometimes won't see that. And that's a little frustrating. Uh, market, if you take a look, and you know, as my one of my bosses in television is office yesterday, and we were talking about, you know, some of the financial charlatans in the business who are like, "I'm smarter than you," and uh, we were talking about how to present financial content other than the way it's presented on a regular basis, because, like he said, it's presented so well on CNBC. And we talked a little bit about that. I said, yeah, you know, actually, if you ever take a look at a chart of the Dow Jones Industrial Average S&P 500, you would never turn on these stations because the market goes up on a regular basis. But they're in the business of making you think they're smarter than you. And that's worthy of note. I mean, again, I don't know if, you know, that sinks in with you in any way, shape, or form, but it sinks in with me. Anyhow, um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Don't be shy today. The U.S. has asked Google to unlock phones nine times since 2012, and in fact, there's been 63 cases where the government has used the 1789 All Writs Act to ask Apple and Google to unlock phones. So this is weird what's recently happened. Um, it was so public for a reason. Costco's new credit card has some of the best rewards in the market. It's going to be an interesting credit card. I'm going to take a look at it. It's going to be a Visa card. It's going to offer 4% back on eligible gas purchases, up to $7,000 per year, and then 1% back after that. 3% back on restaurant and travel purchases. That's pretty good. 2% back on Costco and Costco.com purchases, and 1% back on everything else. Uh, seriously better than the card that they had out there. 
Jay-Z is suing the company, Tidal, which he bought, or the previous owners of Tidal. Um, it's kind of a hardcore Spotify if you look at it that way. I bring that up in large part because sometimes you buy things and there's flaws in your plan. Amazon is widening its push button, e-commerce horizons. Remember a couple of quarters ago, we did a story about how um, if you're running out of Tide, Amazon will send you a button that you can put near your uh, washing machine. You hit the button that says Tide and automatically, woo, magically through wireless technology, uh, your order of Tide shows up two days later with Amazon Prime. They're expanding it to Slim Jims, Doritos, condoms, and 100 other plus products. A push-button economy. I like it in some weird way. I don't know why, uh, but thinking of by your you know bed, a button for Trojans, like, oops, look, we're out, and hit that button. I guess, you know, by your couch, you'd have a button for Doritos. Look, I ate all the Doritos. Better order some more. Anyhow, let's bring in CFP Chad Burton, talk a little financial planning. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Let's talk a little living trusts and probate costs. What do we need to know? Probate in California is expensive. Yep. It's uh, one of the most expensive probate states there is. Now, it's a good place to die. So it's a, it's an expensive place to earn money because of the high taxes. But it's a good place to die because at this point, there's no California estate tax. If you live in Oregon or Washington, there's an estate tax. Over a million bucks in Oregon, over $2 million in Washington. So... A lot of people that, you know, think, oh, I'm going to retire and I'm going to live in Washington because there's no income taxes on my IRA withdrawals in the state of Washington. Well, if you have a large estate, then you actually could end up paying that all back in the form of estate taxes. So it's really important to know those issues before you uh, move out of state to save current income taxes. So if you get cancer in Washington Mm -hmm. and the doctor says you've got one year left to live and you've got a large estate, you basically should move out of state. You know, it, it might it might pay um, if you haven't set up your state correctly. Okay. It might, it might pay. I mean, there's there's certain things that happen that you you have to actually in your financial plans for for people in Oregon and Washington, you have to project those estate taxes out there. And the, you know, a lot of people. I mean, look at Portland. The the traffic in Portland, Oregon, in the last six months has gotten out of control. It used to be, uh, you know, as, as long as you got out of downtown Portland before four o'clock, you're fine. Now traffic is horrible all day long because people from California have moved up to Oregon. People are trying to get out of this. They, a lot, you know, the, the cost of housing here is unreal. It's absolutely unreal. So a lot of people, and we talked about the articles, or Redfin searches, four out of seven are looking for real estate outside of the Bay Area. Yep. Um, so a lot of people are considering that option. A lot of people are retiring in California saying, oh, well, I've only got a half a million or a million bucks to retire on, which can give you about at the most 40 grand a year for the next 35 years adjusted for inflation. That's not enough to live in the Bay Area. So they're looking at their house saying, well, I paid 100 grand for this 30 years ago. I can get 2 million out of it now. Yeah. I better sell and move. And uh, so part of that search is, you know, where are you going to be happy? And sometimes it's actually dual residency. So, you know, maintaining a house in two different areas because Washington's great except for September, October, November. December, January, when it rains nonstop, right? Summers and springs are beautiful. Income taxes are very low, but you might have a estate tax issue. CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Batman versus Superman. 
a movie division of Warner Brothers, uh, a division of Time Warner. They just topped $200 million in six days. Bigger hit than people were expecting, especially since the reviews were pretty awful. Took the superhero sequel six days to reach that big milestone, which was one day behind the Dark Knight. Can't say that I'm excited. I get to movies when I get to them. Does that make me old now? The man gets to movies when he gets to them. Uh, Yeah, the whole idea of standing in line, not for me. So people are, you know, excited by this one. And uh, there's really not a lot of movies on the horizon, so it could have a good run. Next big superhero movie comes out in, I want to say, early May. And I guess that's one of those Captain America movies. So if you're into taking your kids to said movie, um, it's all that in a bucket of chicken. So it's doing super well. Um, Zootopia has about $253 million. That's a big hit for Disney. Deadpool, $350 million so far. Um, so it's been a good year so far for movies. Um, a lot of shockers, a lot of surprises. So uh, Zootopia was not expected to be as hot as it turned out to be. Chipotle plans to open a burger chain, and it's trademark Better Burger as part of its diversification move. Now, you may say that sounds kind of weird. Aren't they the burrito place that's having issues? Yeah, but they've also got some concepts out there called Shop House, which is kind of the same idea of, I want to guess, say, cafeteria-style serving, where you pick a couple carbs, pick a couple meats, maybe an entree or an appetizer, go through line. So they've got Shop House, which is Southeast Asian that opened in 2013. That's doing pretty well as a concept. And they've also got one called Pizza Rio Locale, where it's wood-fired pizza, but you start by picking what type of dough you want, move down the line, what type of sauce you want, move down the line, what type of artisanal cheeses or um, specialty meats, move down the line. And then wham, bam, it's cooked in five minutes for you. So Chipotle continues to try to push the edge of uh, food concepts. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing more. Find me at robblackshow.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Starbucks is a top pick that offers a latte upside. Latte upside. Yeah. So it's easy to get addicted to the rush of Starbucks. Stock really hasn't done much in a year. So Piper Jaffray's out today, and they said, hey, it's a a buy stock, and it's a $72 price target. Calling it a top pick. She thinks the analyst 
thinks the company is well positioned to continue to drive same store sales trends higher. Um, not alone in her optimism as an analyst, RBC has not performed $68 target on stock. Company's newly restructured loyalty program should continue to drive growth. Um, a lot of good news there. And, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that publicly they're pretty well liked. Now, again, some people are like, corporate, corporate. Um, but when they recently announced that they're going to take a leadership role in working with domestic hunger issues uh, by donating all its leftover food to charity and coming up with a, a supply chain to do that, um, people cheer. People like that kind of idea. Would you rather go there and support that business or the one that throws their food in the dumpster? So last month, one analyst looked at Starbucks and said, $70 start target. So I've got three analysts right here who are saying that, you know, pretty good things. And like the loyalty rewards and their little stars that they offer um, by how much you spend and you earn free drinks going down the road. If you're not using that, you should be. And if you're not using it online, you should be. Um, with the app, in my opinion. Um, they've got a lot of brand experience. They've got, uh, yeah, you know, you, you take a look at them and you go, okay, what happens with $15 minimum wage? Certainly it's going to hurt, but you know it's going to hurt the most are the people that serve the worst food, the fast food companies. Because if everyone's labor goes up to 15 an hour and the quality of food, you know, is better at one place versus the other, Obviously, uh, McDonald's and some fast food companies are going to have to raise their prices. And when they start getting towards Starbucks prices, if the quality of food doesn't go up, there's going to be a problem. Um, Now, there's slower than expected K-cup sales for Starbucks. Um, So at 27 times forward earnings, it's not cheap. I think you buy Starbucks if you're a long-term patient investor. I do not think you look at it as a short-term play. That's just me. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, got an email yesterday. You remember I did a story about how uh, airlines are going to get worse in four ways. Uh, smaller toilets, uh, which allows airlines, you know, more seats or more luggage. Um, seats that, like, the... The cheapest seat that they'll sell you will be the one next to the bathroom, and then they'll try to upgrade you everywhere else. Uh, a lot more turbulence coming down the road and also longer flights. And a guy named Tom from Sausalito, who could just be the moron of the week, he wrote an email to me. He goes, on what evidence could you possibly state unequivocally that global warming is going to result in longer duration of airline flights and more air turbulence? Um, he wants to record this segment so he can rebroadcast it. Um, there's plenty of truth out there, and, you know, I got a scientific report from IOP Science, um, which, you know, shows this. Uh, transatlantic flight times and climate change, um, Department of Meteorology, University of Reading, um, aircraft aviation, climate impacts, flight routes, jet stream journey times. And it's an article that, you know, it's a publication that's a good 10 pages of science. And just talks about how things, when they warm up, you know, um, different flight times have to be accounted for. Minimum time routes in spherical geometry by numerically integrating the three ordinary differential equations with the time evolution of an aircraft's latitude, longitude, and heading. 
you'll get emails from people out there who are the most ignorant monkeys on the planet. And they won't have anything. Um, But they'll bark at you. Those are the people in life you need to shut down. So if anyone wants a copy of this report, I'll gladly send it out. Um, And then he can shut up. Um, I don't get on air and just make stuff up, and I don't say things quickly or lightly. Um, It's long been recognized that aviation affects the climate through the radiative forcing associated with greenhouse gas emissions and contrails. It's become increasingly clear that the interaction is a two-way that climate change has important consequences for aviation. Stronger mid-latitude wind shears in the upper troposphere and lower stratosphere appear to be destabilizing the atmosphere and causing clear air turbulence to intensify. Clear air is the air that pilots can't see. And who knew that pilots can see air? Uh, And to help combat this, companies like Boeing and Airbus and Lockheed Martin, they're making aviation systems that are, you know, communicating any sort of changes in air pressure and winds to planes automatically. So the plane could kind of like tinker and uh, get us through it smooth, smooth as possible. Um, aircraft don't fly through a vacuum and people that believe that they do are literally monkeys. Um, you know, their ears are still attached to their head and they have a long way to go in evolution. So Tom and Sausalito, I'm calling you a monkey. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Oil prices are vacillating today. Dollar continues a recent retreat. Caution ahead of tomorrow's employment situation report for March. Um, Friday, first Friday of every month, we see these numbers. And if unemployment ticks down from 49 to 4.8%, people are going to go, uh-oh, Fed's going to raise interest rates. This is what stinks right now, is we are living in a world where it's all about the Fed. And not strong earnings, not great revenue. You know, sure, we see the Tesla Model 3, and we go, ooh, there's some new product. Um, And the new iPad's getting great reviews, ooh. But not enough going on there to really excite people. Um, Carnival Cruise Lines, the cruise ship operator, which I would rather be caught dead than on a a cruise. Um, I don't know why that is, but I've always had this Kathy Lee Gifford singing cruise songs fear that I can't get off the boat. Um, just go through my nightmare after nightmare after nightmare. But Carnival Cruise Lines ticker symbol CCL, it was a big play back in the mid-90s when people were like, well, baby boomers are retiring and they can't go on active vacations anymore, so they're going to go on cruises. Eh, it didn't really work out quite like that, but it's still a healthy business, and it's benefited, obviously, from lower energy costs. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Black.com.
And now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Joining me now, as he typically does on Thursdays, Chris Siaccia, tech editor with TheStreet.com. How are you, Chris? Mr. Siaccia? Yep. So you're here today, and we got some stories to hit up, um, and we got a, plenty of them, so let's get jump uh, straight into it. The Model 3 Tesla, a lot seems to be riding on this. What do we see going forward? So this is a big thing um, for Tesla and Elon Musk. This is probably their iPhone event, um, you know, for lack of a better phrase. It puts them into the mass market, you know, at a price point that's affordable for most people, um, you know, at roughly $35,000 before any credits. Um, so we're expecting something, you know, that'll go at least 200 miles, if not further, something that's really sleek and sexy looking. Um, and Elon even kind of teased it last night, saying that what we see tonight is just the first part of things, and that the second part of um, the announcement or the unveiling will come later towards uh, the actual production of the Model 3. So this is a really big, big deal for Tesla. And you've seen pictures, you know, of people lining up outside stores to get their reservations in. So this is really reminiscent of, you know, early iPhone, you know, mania. Why do you think there is a two-part announcement? It seems complicated that we don't need to have. I think part of that is probably the fact that um, there probably isn't, you know, completely uh, finished yet. You know, they, okay. Tesla said that they will have, you know, a working car uh, to test drive tonight, but they also said that you can't take any photos and everything is or video and, and everything is going to come from them in terms of, you know, like actual images or video. So I think that there's probably still some tweaks to be made. Um, and given the fact that this is a car and not a phone, you know, there's a lot of moving parts into a, uh, to a car and, and it's not as easy to manufacture a car as it is, you know, say a, a phone. So I think there's probably still a lot of work to get done, but they need to show something off, especially in the, light, the fact of, you know, the Chevy Bolt is probably going to come out later this year. So um, there's a good chance that Chevy can beat, you know, Tesla to the market with their car. So they need to do something to get people excited for this car. And late 2017 is a long time away. Um, so they need to do something to, to ramp up uh, interest and, you know, keep the, keep the story moving, so to speak. You think the Model 3 is going to be a hit or a miss? Um, you know, my personal opinion is I, I really think that this is going to be a, a big hit, especially if everything okay. that, you know, we've heard so far, um, you know, comes to, to pass and then some. It really is going to come down to pricing. Um, you know, I think that, you know, at that 35000 level is a sweet spot. You know, ultimately the tax credits will go by the wayside, you know, probably sometime in late 2017, early 2018. So I, there probably won't be too many tax credits available for the Model 3. So that $35,000 price point is really important for the company. Um, and I think that's a, that's a level that's affordable for, you know, a good number of people who are interested in electric vehicles and ultimately even expanding that to people who are interested in just buying a new car and, and buying a Tesla. Um, so that's really something that's going to be important for them. And, you know, barring any, you know, unforeseen issues, I think this is going to be a big hit for Tesla. Well, the sun's going up over at Tesla, but is the sun going down over at Yahoo? 
it appears that there's a two-week for sale sign or two-week give us your best price sign in front of Tesla in front of Yahoo these days. I think I think Yahoo is for sale, um, and I think they are going to have to do something drastic, you know, to appease shareholders. It's clear that um, you know the activist hedge fund starboard value is not happy with leadership, and you know, led by Marissa Meyer, and they're trying to replace the entire board, you know, one of which includes Meyer. Um, shareholders that I talk to are you know beyond disgusted with what's happened over the past few years, and they just want. Um, either new leadership or, uh, you know, to sell the core business for what they think is a fair value, which probably puts it, you know, in somewhere between 6 to $10 billion, um, you know, depending upon the person that I talk to and how they're, um, you know, expecting the future to happen. But, it, you know, it's clear that, you know, Marissa and her team are in a world of hurt right now as it relates to Wall Street, and uh, it's not going to end pretty. With that said, are you sad by this, or are you come to peace with it? Living in the Bay Area, I'm a little sad. Um, it's a company that obviously uh, was part of the dot-com blowouts in the 1990s, and uh, it was a leader, and it's kind of sad seeing them in this scenario. It is. It is. Um, it's, it's a bittersweet uh, scenario. I mean, face, uh, Yahoo's been around you know, longer than anybody um, you know, they were the original guide to the web, basically. You know, they were Google before Google was Google. Um, you know, but they just were never able to really, um, you know, have a dominant area of expertise in anything. Uh, you know, they lost that on search. You know, they lost that on social. Um, and they've always played catch-up, and it's always been, you know, that they're an advertising and search-dominated business. And when you lose... You know your two biggest uh, forms of revenue elsewhere. I mean, it's just it's clear that you can have users, but if you can't have users um, that people want, and they're if advertisers don't see the value in them, then it's clear that it's not really um, you know a competitive threat to you know either Google, Facebook, Twitter, or any of those types of companies. And ultimately, you either need to shrink headcount drastically or sell the company and fix it in the private um, world so that it, it's, it's not subject to the scrutiny and harsh tactics, you know, that, that is Wall Street. I'm with you. Changing gears towards Microsoft. They're doing a big developers conference right here, right now. Uh, what are they announcing? How are things going at Microsoft? You know, if you asked me two years ago, two, three years ago, whether Microsoft... Um, would have the kind of pr level of press and, and interest surrounding their developer conference that they had yesterday. And, and you know, going forward, it, it, I would have probably said you were crazy. Um, but it's clear that Microsoft has made enormous changes under new CEO Satya Nadella. And some of those changes include uh, bots, which are basically, Microsoft thinks is the new future of apps. Um, you know, bots for, you know, for people who aren't familiar with it, are, you know, services um, that can basically um, do tasks for you, you know, like book a hotel room, contact a friend. They even showed off one from Domino's that lets you order pizza. Um, so Microsoft is really all about changing and putting everything into the cloud and really making everything accessible for everyone. Um, so, you know, couple the bots with things like HoloLens, 
which is you know the new area of virtual reality and augmented reality, Microsoft's really making huge strides, and it's it's shown not just in the stock price, but in the surrounding buzz, uh, you know, surrounding the company. What's interesting to note about Microsoft to me is that, like you said, a couple of years ago, you wouldn't have seen this turnaround as obvious as it was and or as easy as it was. Do you think it was Steve Ballmer? Was he just kind of, excuse the term, kind of a boob as a manager, as a CEO? Um, or Sadia Nadelli came in and kind of had a better vision, a stronger vision? Yeah, I think Steve gets a lot of, um, you know, negative press thrown at him. And some of it is, is rightfully deserved. I mean, going out and buying Nokia and spending several billions of dollars of shareholder money and then ultimately being a giant waste, you know, is probably not the smartest thing in the world. But he took Microsoft and made it one of the most valuable companies in the world. Um, you know, they've done some really good things. You know, the acquisition of Skype was, you know, has turned out to be a, a fairly decent acquisition, you know, considering uh, Microsoft's, you know, past history. Um, they've invested in Facebook when Facebook was $15 billion. That was one of Balmer's things, and now Facebook is a $300 billion behemoth. Um, and, you know, Microsoft Office is still a prevalent, you know, piece of so uh, software suite today. People still use Excel, PowerPoint, Word for a lot of what they do, um, you know, in business. And, you know, I think that's that's something that, that's Balmer's, to Balmer's credit. Um so ultimately, it's probably a mixed track record for Bomber, but I think if you had to, you know, to say, you know, one way or another, I think um, Bomber probably gets is underappreciated in the Valley rather than overappreciated. That's fair enough. And uh, you say it better than I can. Um, iPads. Uh, last year, we saw the Microsoft Surface being abused by football players on the sidelines. Uh, sometimes they'd throw them, sometimes they'd hit their heads with them. Microsoft Surface tablets uh, were a hit. We noticed them. We saw them. ESPN commentators commented on them. Um, Apple's bringing the iPads to Major League Baseball. What do we need to know? Well, if you're a Giants fan, you really don't want Bruce Bochy, um, you know, relying on an iPad to take out Madison Bumgartner um, if he's pitching a no-hitter. Um, but being flippant aside, you know, this is a big deal for Apple. Um, you know, it gets you know, the iPad Pro out into, uh, you know, where lots of sports fans can see it. You know, people made fun of the Microsoft Surface on the sidelines. Um, you know, it doesn't work every now and then. And, you know, for for a couple of years, you know, announcers were still calling them iPads, um, which just goes to show you that, you know, how strong Apple's uh, brand recognition is. So this is a good thing for Apple. And, you know, ultimately, we'll see how, you know, MLB teams use it. But, you know, they've clearly increased their use of data and technology. You see, I, you know, as a Mets fan, I listen to a lot of Mets um, broadcasts, mm -hmm. and they're constantly talking about how hitters are analyzing data rather than just going in the cage and just swinging until their arms hurt. So this is just another step towards the technologification, if you will, uh, of sports. Thanks. Thanks very much. It's Chris Siaccia, technology editor with the street.com. It's Chris Siaccia, tech editor with the street.com. You're 
listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Thanks for listening to The Shoe. Big story of the day, economically speaking, was that initial jobless claims totaled 276,000 last week. It's 56 consecutive weeks of initial claims below 300,000. That's a very long streak. Um, the trend looks pretty favorable. So there was a little bit of a Good Friday hiccup in the data. Um, on Friday, we're going to get March jobs report, which is forecast to show the economy added about 205,000 jobs. And uh, again, we're thumbs up at this point in time. Labor market's at an eight-year high. And uh, now's a good time to be considering a new job if you're unhappy with your old job because uh, there's openings out there. And again, I'm not telling you to go out and quit or do anything dramatic, okay? Uh, don't, don't do anything dramatic. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I can always use more calls. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, I want to get you to retirement. That's the goal. And anything that we can do to do that, um, I think is a good thing. Marriage and money is a little bit on the tricky side. When you get married, there's going to be this I'm not going to say desire because that's the wrong word. There's going to be a push in your head to, you know, be romantic. And let's put everything together. But when it comes to divorce, I want you to be less romantic and more, I'm not going to say hardcore. But if you could use a divorce mediator instead of a divorce attorney, I think that's great. Remember, you once loved each other. Try to calm down. And try to end it as fast as you can instead of dragging it out. The longer you drag it out, the more attorneys are going to get. The more attorneys get, the less you're going to have, both of you. You want to devise a new budget when you start thinking of divorce, because there may have been two incomes that now become one. You want to monitor your credit score, because there was times where you were both on the same bill, and you want to get your name off bills. You want to close joint accounts. You want to open your own accounts. You want to make a list of what you own, i.e., your worth. You want to make a list of what you owe, i.e., your liabilities, your mortgages, your credit cards. You want to update beneficiaries. I had a very short-lived one-year marriage, which I'm not humiliated by, but I'm humbled by. I never thought it was going to be that way. I did. So we dated for a little over a year, and there was numerous times I'm like, it's over. I need to go. You need to go. You're, this is too crazy. You're too dramatic. I tried to call it off numerous times, and in my head, I knew to. Um, it's too crazy. Just too too much drama. I'm not a drama guy. So you want to update your insurance issues, um, because a lot of times that person's name is on your life insurance. That person's name is on your beneficiaries of uh, your accounts. Um, can you imagine, you know, being married and your ex? gets you a 401k when you die because you didn't update your beneficiaries. It happens all the time. And, you know, again, don't let things get thrown out. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes you can make. Um, if you can fight that urge to hate each other, uh, California is not a state where you win. Um, so don't, don't think that that's a good idea. Lawyering up isn't going to do you any bit of good. 
Uh, I think you always want to start figuring out like lines when you're going through a divorce. Uh, you know, what property is community? What is a burden on one person? Because me and my ex went through a divorce mediator. She asked for a couple of things, and I was, I was more than willing to give them to her. She wanted a little cash to get going. She wanted you know me to pay for her name to be changed back. I was like, done. I'm out. I'm happy. Um, thrilled. And like I said, it was humbling to go through, but when your spouse cheats on you within the first year, it's a pretty good time to get out. So um, generally speaking, if either party earns more than the other during the marriage, whether it's wages or business income, 401k contribution, stock options, um, unless you have a prenup or a postnup, there's really no keeping the element of your assets separate. I believe in prenups and I believe in postnups. Uh, I think sometimes it, it's, it's smart. Um, in large part, it's just a way of communication, which communicating what's you know equitable and what you brought to the marriage and what you expect to take out of the marriage. But it's also a way of communicating how you perceive money and, and cash and investments and retirement. The vast majority of states out there are equitable distribution states. One of the mistakes I see people make, and this tends to be on the woman's side, and I'm not being sexist when I say this, but a lot of time the woman goes for the house because the kids have been in the house and she wants to keep the house because the kids have been in the house and she doesn't want to disrupt things. But a house is easy. Getting a place to live is easy in life. Um, getting enough saved in a 401k that will last you from age 60 to 100 is difficult. So... A house is a liability. A 401k is cash or investments. I'd much rather you separate everything equally to the point of selling the house and any equity in it, 50-50 split. Um, I'm a little bit more robotic on it than probably you are, but that's okay. So Tesla's going to do a big unveil tonight at, I think, 8.30 Pacific time. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, what they got what they're going to share. Will they update the previous models to keep us buying those? Will they cannibalize themselves? There's some questions, and I think people uh, have a lot of questions. So we'll get some answers tonight. Anyhow, you can find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.